everyone, welcome to another special edition of the Excalibros. Yo. Yo, yo, G.I. Joe. Um, <laughs> G.I. Joe was never big in this country. So oh, when, what a shame. When you guys are like, G.I. Joe, I'm like, <laughs> like, okay. I remember, I have vivid memories of watching G.I. Joe at like 6.30 a.m. eating my cereal, getting ready for, for elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> this, that was my show for a minute. It was on every morning. Um, uh, I used to watch a, a French cartoon called Sharky and George, which is about two crime busters under the sea. They were both um, literal fish, and uh, they just um, fought crime. <laughs> and like, like I did a, not have that one. Like a neo-noir underwater city. It was bizarre, but <laughs> that kind of sounds fun, though. I kind of wish we had that too. That that sounds very interesting. Neo-noir fish stories, sure. Um, but anyway, uh, this week uh, we are here, we are gathered here, uh, Dan, to talk about uh, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode four, The Whole World is Watching. And uh, Dan, I think uh, to sum up my thoughts, I thought this hit a lot of really highs and had starting to show cracks in the series is how I would sort of quickly summarize my thoughts on the episode um i'd actually agree i think it's um has some massive peaks one mm-hmm. massive one massive glaring misstep um, mm-hmm. like a little, little bits that didn't quite hold up to scratch so, yeah. right i i think <clears throat> not early on we praised the show for like trying to tackle sort of larger subjects and i'm still happy that they're at least bringing this to the front like Marvel isn't shying away from it, but it's also very clear that they're not really capable of exploring all these ideas. And some of them are kind of getting left by the wayside and some are just like handled kind of poorly. Um, So like it feels sort of like growing pains as Marvel becomes like a more mature storytelling studio, if that makes sense. So like I'm not upset necessarily as them trying to do this, but uh yeah, it feels like there's there's still like a, a teenager figuring out how to how to tackle adult adult subjects. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like um, if we're going to discuss this episode, we probably have to like separate it by character. Um, mm, okay. As opposed to like. Yeah, for sure. The plot is pretty um, simple. It's a lot of meetings that all go wrong every time they meet. Right. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's a series of meetings that end in fights. Um, sure. And you know what? When they had the, the opening with Bucky in Wakanda, I was like, oh, yeah, Sebastian Stan can act. I forgot. I'd seen him in other stuff. And uh, they actually let him do something in this episode, like, emotionally. I thought uh, I was actually kind of touched by the opening. Yes. Let's take, right, we'll start with Bucky. Bucky and Wakanda, I suppose, would be the best place to start. Sure. I think I think the beginning is was a really great moment for not just uh, Bucky fans, because I assume there's lots of them, mm-hmm. but uh, not for Bucky fans, but just to see Sebastian Stan deliver a great performance, to see what happened while he was at Wakanda. Right, bit, right, right. Such such forth. However, not to be. This is where one of the cracks start is that. They give Bucky this great opening and have a, an interesting, like, sort of um, give him um, a link to the Dora Milaje. And not just that, too. Um, I believe she's called Io, um, yeah. as in Y-O. Um, give a link to the main Dora that's in the show uh, and a personal sort of connection, which then he... I know he's supposed to sort of be like a robot emotionless, but he's, he has shown a lot more emotion in, like, episodes one, one and two than he has in like these ones and he pretty much sort of doesn't really do anything else in the episode apart from say words like uh the dora here oh by the way the dora coming to get you oh right right the dora coming um i feel like they, they give him this really interesting moment and then bookie bookie kind of like slides slightly to just peripheral character for most of it sure sure not in the action sequences because you know you can do a lot with a super soldier with a, with a, a metal arm um but as in general he's sort of like which is which is good because sam gets more of the forefront and probably for me i know i'm a massive sam fan so it's biased but i think um there's a much better sam arc in this episode than there is 
uh, Bucky. But Bucky does have a great opening. I just think he's he's played kind of like wallpaper for the rest of. Yeah, he has a few little nice little interactions with Io. Like they they speak in Wakandan. Uh, it does feel like they have like a connection. You know, it doesn't just feel like well I met you once and that was it. Like it does feel like there's there's a relationship there, and I appreciated that. But otherwise, yeah, you're right. He's just sort of following Zeno, uh, Zemo, um, and then gets in a little bit of fight, and, and that's it. He's just hanging off to the side. Which then brings us to um, his partner, or his, yeah, um, Sam, who kind of like isn't, is it just, it's, I don't know what it is, but um, Anthony Mackie just has a lot of, he kind of has what Chris Evans has. Yes, which makes yes, him yes. Natural, a natural choice. Of for Cap because um he plays wise ass a lot and uh, wise cracking and such mm-hmm, throughout mm-hmm. but this first time to see apart from when he was doing the bank um getting the bank loan it's first time to see him empathize with another character in a long time right and um his scene with um I forget her name the leader of the flag smashers um that's probably a bad thing that I forget Kari I think um or Carrie I don't remember how they pronounce it I think it's K A R I or K- um, or whatever. Seeing him sympathize and talk about how he knows what they, and let's be honest, that entire conversation is a standing, uh, is an allegory of people of color, not people displaced by a blip. It is literally that that it's blatant, really hammer, really heavy, mm-hmm. like throwing a concrete brick at your face, kind of obvious. And um, they play it really well, and it's really uh, interesting. But even Sam near the end of the episode it's kind of just like washed aside for the sort of the desire to have the john walker sort of story come to a head i suppose yeah uh, they're sort of forced to do it because they only have six episodes it's like there's um sam should have had a little bit more room to breathe and, and like all these topics could have multiple episodes but they're like well we only have six so we got to start pushing towards the end is, is how it felt to me yeah, and knowing that the next episode's like an hour long, and the next episode after that might be a little bit longer, because I think someone calculated the, the some crazy person has calculated that the one time between of the two two season two shows, one division and this, are practically the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, but I I think um, Sam comes off the better character the better character of our two main characters when it comes sure. to. Uh, but i got to hand it to Zemo and, and Daniel Brule. I think for me, he came off as like MVP for most of it because mm-hmm. he, he's essentially um, hamming it up and it, <laughs> it bizarrely really works. Yeah. At first I was like, is it, is it going to work? But it kind of works because the way he plays it is he's got like a knowing be- behind the eyes and it was obvious he was going to escape. At some right, point. It was like, right. It was, like this, this episode's very much like everything that was obvious happens, happens. And um. I feel like he plays it really well, and he, like the the idea that he uses the children to get information, and um, like is betraying them silently, and blah 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 blah. Um, it's all very obvious, but it's played well, and I think the the free the main three the three of them interact really well together, yeah. and it it makes for some good drama. Um, but the the main highlight is obviously the, uh, for me is the Dora, but they're not really in it much oh like i don't know if i expected them to be longer mm-hmm. uh, but I, they're basically there for like a nice conversation and then a fight and that's it yeah and have they just have they just vanished to carry on hunting zemo or uh, yeah just... i think so it, it's unfortunate it does fall into like superheroes meet and then fight instead of talking it out syndrome a little bit Mm. Uh, like they gave him the eight hours to use Zemo, but come on, you're not going to solve this in eight hours. Uh, it just felt like, well, this is what I want, and that's what you want, and we're not going to talk it out, even though we're on the same side. So let's fight it out. That, that I didn't like. The fight scene was fun, right? And seeing them beat up John Walker was so satisfying, <laughs> like so, so very satisfying in a way it's Take, supposed to be. Um, Taking the shield off him, like yeah. it's not. <laughs> really enjoying right that. yeah how's how one of them like kicks it up under her arm that was uh that was very cool um and i like that during the fight sam was like sort of also the moral center like he he does sort of like take up the the chris evans role here where he's you know should bucky we need to help like do this or 
there are other moments where he he really is just like actually this is what we should be doing um or or when they're like uh when zemo asked him if he'd take the serum and right away he says no like he is very he's the moral center that that the avengers need now uh they made it very clear even if it is sort of like a little bit sudden uh that he is is a little you know stoic in that way uh i don't i didn't find the jump to be too large to uh to bear because no, it was nice that they um, highlighted his past where he used to work with veterans. That's mm-hmm, where he first mm-hmm. um, So the tra- they, they are quite heavily going, no, this is the good one. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I, I don't feel like it's super forced, or like you said, it doesn't feel like so... It's not like you whiplash, where at one point no. he was just some whatever, and now he's like Captain America. But he's very much being crafted by the things that he knows about. Like, he... You know, they're still hinting, they're still talking about um, experimentation and mm-hmm. other ideas. And I did like the fact that he immediately said he wouldn't use the serum and almost immediately got Zemo's respect. Right. That. Um, right. And that, that so um, talking about that and um, that fight, that fight was the, the Dora fights by my favorite fight in mm-hmm. the episode. Um, I love how one of them just, the, the uh, Io just disabled Bucky's arm. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, a couple of a couple of well, I was like, of course she is going to. She's Wakandian. It's a Wakandian arm. It's of course she's going to take it out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I like and I like the kind of com- semi comedy at the beginning where they're like, should we fight? I don't really want to help. I want to see right, him right. get his ass. Right. <laughs> but, um, obviously, him get John Walker's uh, the the. To be fair, the um. Carrie, Carrie, whatever you want to call her, she's the she and John Walker, the two villains, are the main focus essentially of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and that fight with Adora starts a chain of events which leads um, John Walker down uh, the path that he was intended to go down. Um, right. There's been no there's there's been no subtlety that he is feeling inadequate in the role already. Um, he's trying to be good, but he's clearly never always been good. And then there's the hints that his old missions were illegal or possibly uh, not above board. And... I, I think what it is is like they, they talk that he got a couple of, I don't remember if it was Bronze Stars or, or Medals of Honor for being in the military. And I, I like that, that he had the moment with his, uh, with, I can't remember, it was Lamar, uh, where they talk about, you know, they've given me these medals so i'll never forget the worst day in my life like he he had to do bad things because he was in a war that haunt him and it's the only thing people praise him for like that would really fuck someone up mentally right if that's all you want to <laughs> like i mean he enjoys being captain america because it could sure. do real good but right. it's the only place he's failing completely right. to do right and, and he really um, wants to do good I, like he kind of wants to make up for like whatever he had to do in the military you can feel the need to want to do something productive and, and helpful and good for society but it's that uh, those unresolved issues that keep bubbling to the surface uh that but being i think um being beaten up by free yeah. um black women um <laughs> who he, he may as well have said because it's not subtle he says they're not super soldiers they're not even right. super soldiers right um but it's not subtle that he's basically a um privileged white man uh um, sure. upset, upset that all of his support systems aren't there to baby him mm-hmm. when he gets his ass kicked by real people right. um and it was interesting to see because and also it blew my mind that he didn't already have some kind of like super soldier because of the way he threw that shield in the first the second yeah, episode I was that like, felt kind of like yeah no one's throwing it like that <laughs> well he has superpowers right right but, but um, obviously he's just good right. <laughs> but um what i did like is there was a I, while i was watching it i was watching it with ian and when zemo came to take take her out I was like, oh god, they're not going to make Zemo take the super soldier serum, are they? Because that goes oh, against oh. everything he believed in. Right. I just had this horrible feeling, but I just really enjoyed it. They just, they did this. Uh, he smashed it. And they did ridi- the ridiculous uh, smashing it, and you could see the heel crushing the glass. He was and, so um, obsessed with like stopping more super soldiers that he let her escape. I thought it really talked about his motivations in that scene. Like he was so obsessed, no more. And this woman. Let's go. What are you doing, buddy? 
But no, that, I actually appreciate that because I was like, oh yeah, they, me too. If you took the Silver Surfer, the Super Silver Surfer, he'd have just turned around and everything he like, everything they've been trying to push on us is completely mute. Mm. Um, but then um, before we, I assume we're going to carry on talking about uh, Walker and the end. But um, yeah, I felt like there was more to do with the flag smashes. And although I get where they're going and I understand what they want more now from this episode. Uh-huh this episode i still think it's it was still very unclear near the beginning what they actually wanted and it's taken a long time to get me to the point where i understand i know other people have told me that they got it straight away but it's because the like she's murdering people and um yeah she's pretty much sort of like threatening like even in this episode where she threatens sam's family um to like sort of i'm like it's because the conversation with his sister is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, that they have is a really good conversation that his his sister sort of like su- sort of feels for the the organization and supports it. Sure. In 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 a way and like in, the, in get, a similar I, way that Sam also expresses like he feels for for their cause he understands he just doesn't uh, he says something like I feel for your fight I just don't like the way that you're fighting it. Exactly and I feel like she's um it's kind of. It's still, it's still sort of all over the place. Like we're supposed to, um, I feel like we're supposed to be semi on her side. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but there's still a part of me is like, well, she came into that end fight and literally killed someone. Like, she <laughs> yes. didn't. Pull, she, she did not pull her punches. Um, no. And she like sort of rigged an entire like trap to kill to kill Captain America. Uh-huh, <laughs> Captain America. Uh-huh. Um, to kill the symbol, she wants to destroy the shield, or like you know what I mean? Because she's obviously um, it's kind of that it's it's that sort of when when they say that she's a supremacist, um, and she gets upset by it, it's it's kind of a tri- it's like the show tries to articulate this this concept where you're turning into the thing you hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing you're fighting against and it you see it all the time where people are trying to fight for people's freedoms but they become more militant with it or more extreme and the more extreme you go the more you kind of like share the same tactics right as the people you want to um sort of defend against and unfortunately for me personally i don't think the show is capable or has really articulated or put that across in a in a manner where i'm like okay I get it. This is supposed to be morally gray. I just feel I feel like she's kind of just flip flops a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, she's very I, I can't gauge her age like because she's very yeah. impulsive. So when she's being when she's being like um, endearing and because um, um, is it uh, credits to the, to the actress when she's being a leader of people and being in charge, she can she manages to do that very well but at the same time she manages to do this like weird impu- impulsive action well so i'm like is she seven i'm, I'm like she's older than 19 right <laughs> like she she's she's in the like mid 20s hopefully it's hard to but, tell because she does look very young as well and she because she comes she sometimes comes across as like an impulsive teenager mm-hmm. which is kind of what you said about the show itself where it's like a, a teenager trying to tackle subjects it isn't really fought through right um, and so i get what they're trying to do with the concept and the and and the whole like flag smashes and her character but at the same time i just don't think it's successful success like it, it it's fun to see them fight but it, it, you kind of I mean, this has not been the focus of the showrunners right like this is just the conflict so that they can get sam and bucky together and john walker on the scene because that's what they're interested in in playing up uh i, I think the flag smashes are underserved uh, because of time, because of focus. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I don't know. You, They'd have to put a whole lot more work in for me to really um, enjoy the flag smasher time on the screen. Because the leader character is, is fine, but her followers are really bland. Like, there's there's no one to latch on to or really, like, feel the need to follow or, or root and- for. And this is right. So she has a second, the second in command. But in this episode, it felt like a different 
second in like they were two literal different people but they're the yes, same yes. character they're the same character so i didn't mm-hmm. i was like which one is the actual second in command because right. one of them is and one of them is. um yeah, it was, and then, couldn't tell and i feel like um when they have the when she has the conversation with Sam, they clearly really wanted that conversation and they really wanted it to uh, be shown in a certain way. Right. And like, uh, they do the the thing. Allegory, um, do the heavy lifting. They're letting the audience do the heavy lifting on mm-hmm, you know, what does this mean? That's why we should probably like the flag smashers. Obviously, it's an evil corporation. We should be against, but we've not really seen anything from the corporation, like from this mm. like government agency. We, other than like they rehouse the like they've they've come in and everyone that was disappeared gets their houses back right. and everyone that didn't that that sort of tried to move on and rebuild have got like screwed over by it essentially mm-hmm. um and it just doesn't work it works as an idea but it doesn't work on screen as a way of like because what john walker does at the end of this episode does more to be like, yeah, they're Eve, like him and what he represents sure. is, is sure. the villain, is villainy. More than that, more than four episodes worth of what the Flag Smashers have been trying to argue. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yep. Which is really crazy because you've got them. There's echoes of the French Resistance where they're going around, going, you know, not, there's like painting on the door, knocking on places, going in secretly. Um, there's all this. And then she murders people, though. And it's kind of like. And then there's this idea of like ends justify the means. Um, and that's like the fundamental conversation that Sam draws the line at. And I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel fully formed and it frustrates me. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. I, actually, I enjoy the, the general popcorn entertainment of fighting some super soldiers. But it, it, I think the potential is more interesting than what we're getting. And that's yeah. probably why. I, that's where the, and then one of the major cracks for me is like yep. trying to, like so, I, I get. I guess Sam's gonna try to stand up for like Isaiah and them, and to, to try and unite the world in a different way. But it's hard to like see that as a resolution in just two episodes. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, and poor Sharon, she's what like glorified tech support. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, um, the, but the power broker showed up. And, I mean, didn't physically. But was mentioned again, like, hey, it's, you know, I'm coming for you now. So I assume next episode we're gonna get Sharon is the power broker or whoever really is the power broker, uh, will will show up next episode. And they're hinting at a big cameo next episode. So we'll we'll see what that means. Right. So I'm not I'm not a betting man, but if it isn't Sharon, it's gonna be Zemo, right? The power broker. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, I, I just want to echo. I totally agree with all your sentiments on on the flag smashers. Uh, uh, interesting idea, not given enough time on screen. Um, and you gotta show, like, you just show like like six people wandering around the world saying how oh, things are terrible, but you don't show anyone really suffering or like what it really happened. A flashback about what what it was like to be there or what the, this agency did would really have helped. Um, I don't think you need the whole full episode, but, you know, 10 minutes uh, <laughs> early in one of the episodes explaining what had happened, uh, you know, maybe like episode three or something, uh, you know, you hint at it for a couple episodes, and then you show what really happened and why they're upset. It'd be much easier to, like, get on, you know, not to say get on board, but understand where they're coming from. But it, it is just very vague uh, at the moment. Echoing so many different things because, like, like I said, the the French uh, underground echoes like uh, gentrification, mm-hmm. uh, like the yeah. concept of relocation, relocation because of who you who you are, because uh, yep. you're not valued in society. It echoes all of these, and they they keep saying, "Well, I was chucked out on the street." But if we'd just seen like we just saw Bucky, say we saw um, Kelly yeah, exactly. Karen, if we saw her as a child getting literally dragged out of like her family dragged out and thrown on the street by these people who are supposed to be and then they're like watching on as the the people that have returned are, are nicely put into the right. house right and and you know what i mean and 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 we have like a i don't know a sort of a, a five minute thing of like a, a through the through the years where exactly, she's like a, exactly it would have it would have gone a, a long a much longer way than being like this happened there's a funeral of someone that they all kind of like and know that looked after them all. Like and you're still head. not really exactly sure what she did. 
Right. <laughs> like she looked after them in some way. Like did provide housing? Was it food? Was she just like uh, an elder in in the in this the village who like they came to it for advice? Like it's very vague. And they're all from different countries, so it's kind of like um, a bit crazy, if right. you know what I mean. <clears throat> and like when you, when you hear about it, it, it seems like an interesting time when I think it's this episode um, where Sam's talking about it. And they're talking about it, and they talk about like people from different countries came together to uh, support who couldn't anymore. So like when right. they didn't have builders in this country, they came from this country, and like the world came together for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like, well, that's awesome. We should have probably, like, that's what they're fighting for. But it doesn't feel like that's what they're fighting for. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, the more we talk really, about it, the bigger this crack just just becomes, right? <laughs> like, it's it's just it's just one of those um, it's one of those sort of concepts that works as like a pitch, but you really need to like put some more foundation on it. Yeah. Um. But I, I know I know some some people really enjoy the flag smashers and like the look like the idea of it. Um, it's the idea of like progressives uh, ideologies being crushed by um, the less progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what you would call them. People who've returned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like we we can't. What annoys me is they don't even address that Sam was one that was vanished. Exactly. Um, like they kind of address it, but. Uh, in one episode with his sister, but they don't address it any further. Like he doesn't get it. Like he 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 wasn't there. And and they sometimes play on his fame as an Avenger, and then sometimes they don't play on his fame as an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a weird scenario. It I is. suppose the only thing anyone's actually talking about from this episode is uh, John Walker. Let's be fair, and the Dora. But yeah, I mean talking. online, that's that's the whole conversation. Is uh. John Walker, uh, Dora, and obviously the blood on the shield at the end was really um, like that was that was kind of a smart scene to uh, show, you know, in a compact amount of time because we only have two episodes left to show him really go over the edge and why who has that shield and that symbol really matters and how he's he's corrupted it minutes after taking that that uh, I almost said vaccine <laughs> after taking the serum. Uh, I think it was a very uh, smart way of, of using the time of the episode to show just how bad he is. And, you know, maybe we're going to see the government uh, try to reel him in a little bit next episode. And maybe uh, he, he sort of branches off onto his own. Um, but uh, I think what, what we do need to talk about is uh, Lamar slash Battlestar. Because uh, this is a guy who had a few scenes. Um, he had the, the, you know, the scene where he's talking to John again about, you know, he he believes in him. He thinks he makes the right decisions. They had that sort of heart to heart about what happened when they were in the military. And then later on, of course, he's summarily killed uh, because, you know, you knew it was going to happen, right? Like, you knew this black, um, like, minor character was going to be used as motivation for John Walker. Like, it was it was kind of telegraphed. It was very tropey and obvious, um, and I, I understand why they did it, but it still felt like this this is beneath us, right? Like, this is decades ago storytelling. We could have done something more, uh, n- not to mention um, sacrificing a black character just so that this white character can have motivation feels very... Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what word. It feels, like, it feels very wrong. It's... um. It's cheap. It was. It's the biggest misstep the show's ever. The show's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the biggest missteps I think the recent Marvel have done in a while. Apart from having a, a, a pretend gay person in a in a in a, a room. <laughs> um, but it's a massive. It's so cheap. It is the. It's it's the fridging of the woman. It's the killing. You know. What I mean. It's it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I hate. I hate. Right. So there's a moment in it where he's running after the guy and it cuts back to the mark just his body right and i generally thought because of the cut the cut is there to be an obvious like because the music's swelling at the same time because i watched it back yeah. um and the cut isn't as of i thought it was like watching the same time obviously they want you to see his body and then it cuts to his face like his uh toss, like, top half and him mm-hmm. getting angrier and i'm like all right so it's just showing that he's sort of thinking about the the body of his friend 
blah, blah. However, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, is he going to wake up? Yeah, like, kind of felt gonna... that way for me too, yeah. Because storytelling-wise, him waking up makes what he did at the, the end way more powerful. Sure, like, sure. As a, like, if, if Lamar actually woke up, because he didn't bother to check his pulse or anything. No. He sort of just slaps him and runs off in rage. Um, so if he um, woke up and sees his friend murder that dude in cold right. blood, essentially, right. that would have been a much more, like, a, a really powerful moment of, like, um, sort of, he's killed a dude, but it was completely for nothing. Right. Um and his friend said, well, you're good. You're a good person, like minutes before or whatever. Yeah, so they but, always make the right decision in crunch time. And here's crunch time and him just, like, going crazy, killing some guy. Uh, he has he has the privilege to right. murder someone that he has no consequences. Exactly. No, that would have been – plus then afterward, you have the conflict of his – of Lamar, like, trying to – I don't know. Is he still supporting John Walker, is he trying to talk him down? Like, there's this additional thread that's pulling on Walker, uh, like their relationship. Uh, and makes Lamar a more interesting character as well. You know, it gives him more to do. Uh, exactly. That would that would have been interesting. And then John Walker doesn't have to kill Lamar. He just has to, like, shove him or something and walk right. away. Right. Like, it could have been a much more interesting um, dynamic and, a, and a, a better way of dealing with this entire scenario. Um because that argument between them, if theoretically, if they had an argument between them, that's the thing that could be like, well, I did what I, you always told me I do the right, I made the right choice, so I mm-hmm. made the right choice. It could be like a, you know what I mean? But this is just cheap, whole, yeah. yeah. and it's it's so weird for a show that has been so trying so hard to delicately, well, yeah. <laughs> delicately is the wrong term, to show like blackness in the Marvel universe and yeah. what that needs to be, showing them. Um, the the underprivilegedness of it all, the, the the fact that they don't get what they want, they've been experimented on, all this torture. Then in the same episode, showing three unbelievably strong black women from the most technologically advanced nation on on earth mm-hmm. defeat defeat them all with 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 ease. And then in the same episode, a black man is sacrificed so a white man can get a better story. Right. It just it's, it's count. It's like almost feels like it's counter what the rest of the show has been trying to do. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think uh, a friend of mine that watches it uh, said that he could have just been a white guy, then it wouldn't. If he was, if they were just going to kill him like that. Yes, no, well, for sure. Yeah. As well, just been a white guy because it says so. Much, the message is so loud. Yes. Like, like the, the the misfire is so loud. That not saying that white guys are disposable, just in case anyone's listening who is who isn't our usual audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, no one would have cared if. Um, Battlestar was a white guy getting murdered because, unfortunately, Lamar hasn't really had much to do. He, right. like you said, he was. It was obvious something was going to happen to his best friend, which would cause more strain on him. Right. Um. But this was a. This is. A, it, it annoyed me a lot and took me slightly out of the end. Yes. Um, yeah. And. Think I'm not alone in that. So, um, so and, and like a lot of people I've talked to were really annoyed. Like it's really shocking. Like the ending image of the shield with blood on it is a really sure. iconic. It's iconic to be fair. Um, in its in its uh, horrific grotesquerie. But um, having what happened to the Mar just minutes before it just doesn't really kind of take took me out of it. I get um, that. Because you're supposed to be there when he's. Because I watched the whole sequence again, and you're supposed to be there, like really there. Really, you're supposed to be really attached when the guy's basically like, "Please, I surrender." Um, right. You know what I mean? You're supposed to sort of be there and feel every blow. But mm-hmm. all I kept thinking, all I kept thinking was, "Well, it just feels like cheap storytelling." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It, it, um, it does. Like it. It, right away, like I knew it was coming, then it happened. It was just like, oh, you guys did it. Like, I, I, I knew you were, but I was hoping you weren't going to do it, and you did it. And, like, you know, you know, when a parent is like, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. That's how I feel yep. in the show. Like, I'm just very disappointed. That's the the, the way you you decided to go. And all um, I keep thinking is how they could have could have done it differently. Like, mm-hmm. he could have been, been beaten up and tied up, and that's when John's meat sees him and just loses it because John's already stressed. Right. He right. didn't need to be dead. He doesn't need to be dead. 
Right. Death is not always the this right. This is not just a problem with this show. This is a problem with Marvel as a comics company. Death is not a motivation all the time. It does not need to be <laughs> a motivation for every single thing. Right. If like fair enough, nearly every character has a death in their their origin. But like I'm talking like modern day comics where every event has to have like a death halfway yes. through or yes, yes, again, yes. Uh, to like spare on the rest of the heroes. Um, that's not. Like even it, it's ironic because I watched this and I watched uh, Invincible straight after and they both have a death like the the concept of death and someone goes you know rallies afterwards um, and I just find it cheap now really just like really cheap storytelling yes yeah um, it's just I don't know like conceptually I actually um, love the idea that he is killing someone. And the world, as it, as the title says, the whole world is watching. It's watching, yeah, yeah. That is that is brilliant. That is yeah. him stood there smugly, because it's not like he's like upset or anything. He's fine with what he's <laughs> just done. Um, and like I really enjoyed the when Sam meets him when he kicks that guy down the stairs and Sam's like, "What did you do?" Um, when he like uh, kicks the guy and then like bends the metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like. Right, right, and, right. And, and, and like the con, the idea that John Walker was just humiliated and uh, emasculated, and therefore he immediately takes the serum, like immediately takes it. Right, right, right. Because uh, he can't, you know, he needs to level the playing field in his head. Um, and 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 it, and then it like echoes what um, what is the scientist said to Steve, where it amplifies what's inside you. Right. Um, so like this broken dude that murder is a acceptable action in his head um but like um like like again it's great it's a great idea it's just unfortunate that that's what preceded it because it took it away from the shock i should have been really shocked to see the shield covered in blood so i don't know how did you feel when you watched it i, I maybe i'm a bit too a bit too like ugh roll my eyes because it was so obvious it was going to happen it didn't take me out as of of the scene as much like i knew it was coming uh and then it happened like all right you did it jerks um and then i was i was into i was into sam and bucky sort of chasing him down like they're they're uh, i don't know because it was so obvious I, i wasn't that thrown off and then um I didn't feel as visceral when he was slamming the shield down on that guy. Like that didn't hit me as hard. Um, but the the blood on the shield and everyone videotaping really got me. And maybe it got me more intellectually than it did emotionally. Like, okay, I just thought that was a great move in how to explain how awful this person is. Uh, <laughs> just structurally, I'm like, oh yeah, that was smart. That was smart. Uh, and economical with the time. Oh, I really appreciate that. More than like, oh my God, I, I can't believe he's doing it. And um, um oh yeah um I I hope I didn't I I'm I'm on the same page there because I um I'm not like I can't believe he's murdering a dude because that, that was all, that was gonna happen no matter what happened um I feel like he was so tightly wrong that you could have just like dropped a pin near him and he would have murdered you for it um, right. so that's fine I think for me I think I was secretly begging the show not to kill them all <laughs> but, um, no, I, no, I, I, get, I get that but it just felt like there's no way they're not doing it. You know, if they yeah. wouldn't have done it, I would have had a heart attack that they didn't do it. That's how surprising it would have been. But yeah, on the whole, though, it is a great like watching it back. It is a the, the chase. I, I, I watched it back after the after mm-hmm. the because yeah, she comes in and just murders the dude, and then mm-hmm. she's surprised. I was like, you're not surprised, love. You're right. Not. Like this is the woman that burned people alive. Right. Right. And so like. I, you know, I, you were whole. It makes me my mind boggle that she didn't kill them all on the on the lorry, right? Because um, she like literally kills him <laughs> with a punch, right? So, but um, I think it's exciting what's going to go forward because my mind's in two two. I feel like the U.S. government is going to do um a cover up. Yeah spin of it like a pr mm-hmm. spin of it because it's very like topical right now to pr spin right. it uh, PR spin everything because it because uh, maybe bring him in but it's going to be like all over the news um 
So it's, either, it's going to rally more people to her cause, but at the same time, they're going to frame it as like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'll have you'll have some idiots like I don't know J Jonah Jameson or whatever, um, saying that like this is my cap, he gets the job done. Right. This is this is war. We're at war with terrorists. You're going to let them. You're not going to go after them. That sort of a, a feel. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting moving forward. Um, you you know it's it, we say it's really a shame that the the way they motivate. Uh, what happens is awful, but what comes out of it, hopefully, will be very interesting and allow them to explore a little bit more about, like, his privilege. Um, you know, they keep they, they sort of hint at Isaiah in this episode. I'm hoping he wasn't just brought in for that one episode. I hope at the end um, maybe he's acknowledged in that, uh, the museum uh, where they, they had Cap before or, you know, so, something comes to light when, when Sam finally takes the shield back that there's there's more to it like he not only does he have to like rehabilitate um what captain america stands for but also sort of what the country stands for and what the avengers stand for moving forward like there's a lot of weight that's going to be on his shoulders right true and i think it's time like um once he's once sam is finished i think um we need the, the, I think the whole universe needs to move move forward with like the concept of the Avengers. I know it's obsessed with like the Eternals and bringing other aspects of the Marvel universe to screen. Right. But I think once you've dropped this Sam and he gets given the shield, it's going to be weird. Not because there's no there's no like nothing on the slate for him or any right. kind of event thing from ever. So I think it'd be kind of weird not to address. Sam's like probable turn to Captain America and have him at the forefront of a lot of different films and TV shows. Right. Like assembling the Avengers. It would be nice. Um, you know, it'd be fun. You know, the first Avengers movie was um, uh, first uh, phase was Nick Fury and like end of the movie, Nick Fury shows up. Hey, you want to be in the Avengers when we've got these TV shows like Kamala shows up, She-Hulk shows up like the end stingers, Sam showing up like, Hey, I'm starting up the Avengers again. I need you guys. Like that would be kind of fun. That would I would totally be down with that. Have a different vibe um, as well, and just maybe have an actual TV show that is just the Avengers rather than a big film. Mm-hmm. Sure, that'd be different. But we'll see. We should see. We shall. Well, Dan, um, what did you think? Like I, I know we talked a lot about the problems with this episode, uh, but I think there there still was a lot of good in here yeah yeah we i think we glossed over the good points because the the bad points are easier to talk about <laughs> sure, sure i don't know but, um i think they like i said before they really handle a lot of the character aspects of certain things um really well i think zima still stands out as the like an interesting villain um mm-hmm. and an interesting like sort of character within the framework of the whole cinematic universe now he wasn't in civil war he was just completely vanilla but now he's um like a bond villain and right. i kind of appreciate i appreciate that they've gone like crazy with him um mm-hmm. i think the stuff with sam and um i keep getting her name wrong so the, the flag smashes works really well and to be fair the the actual action um right. mostly on the on, on the whole was a it was a strong outing for action not as strong Definitely. as the last episode but um i did really enjoy um a lot more of the fight the the, the punchy punchy shooty shoot the stuff that the kids are there for um, right the good thing is they're not focused so much on the cg here so they can i mean marvel's known for using a lot of you know uh stunt actors and stuff so when they can choreograph a lot of the practical effects i think it it, it holds up way better as well and that's just a nice like um distinctive uh, personalization because they're just people fighting uh-huh. uh, and obviously in the films they made a very big deal of the way Black Widow fights um, right. she fights completely differently to anyone else sure uh, and I like that there's a like the sort of a distinction here like definitely Sam's always doing that like sort of high kick with his wings and in the fact that he uses his jetpack to stop someone from grabbing him right uh, and, and like um, Bucky's a lot more sort of Wide swings. Yeah, 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 wide swings, yeah. 
knife flourish. As soon as he got the knife, I was like, ah, Winter Soldier. Right. <laughs> and and I like the fact that there's like, uh, and the Dora was so well choreographed together. Yes, they fight yeah. as a unit. That is such a great um, way of using those um, spears. Right. And I just thought, I, I appreciate like that they've put the time and effort into making each individual part feel like in like an uh-huh, individual uh-huh. cog, rather, rather than everyone just having a similar bland fights like definitely definitely so i mean we had we had our our problems but i i do think this was a good episode um i'm especially excited to see what happens moving forward but um i I think a lot of characters got some good moments uh one big misstep but um you know uh, i watched it and it ended that way i was like oh geez uh uh you know, the blood on the shield, everyone looking at him. It was very like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? I, it had me very excited. Like, oh, i got to wait another week. I really did feel like with, with WandaVision, it was always what, what's going to be re- revealed next. This series is never that. But now I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, what's, hap- what's going to happen next? I'm super anxious. Yeah, and with it being a bigger uh, fun time, I'm quite excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I, have to, I, have, I don't praise it enough, but um, Sam's costume... They they finally oh, yeah. finally Fi- nailed it. Finally got it. Just in time for him to get a revamp. <laughs> Just in time for him to get a new one. But they finally got it. It's taken so long for yes. him to get a decent costume, but we're here finally. So, but yeah, um, I'm excited to see what next week is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, Dan. Well, this was awesome. We got to. Uh talk for like 50 minutes here on, on an episode basically we got to talk as long as the episode ran <laughs> uh so this is so much fun um where can everyone find us well yeah it's been it's awesome um talking uh about this with you as it's awesome talking about everything with you so yeah, oh, yeah. but you can all find us talking about <laughs> stuff um at podbean.com forward slash xcarbos um at, at xcarbos1 is our twitter handle if you want to uh Tweet us or just listen to whatever or find links. Um, one Stitcher, iTunes, everything else. If you just type Excalibur into Google, so you'll be able to find us easy peasy. So there you go. Awesome. Well, yeah, Dan, I'll totally echo. Like we we I love talking about this with you. Um, if I had more free time every Sunday, I, we, this could go on for like two hours. <laughs> um, but you would listen to two hours. <laughs> um, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> It'd be fun. Yeah. And I know uh, we haven't been doing our regular uh, comic book uh, episodes. And I'm sorry if you're like, ah, oh, I don't care about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I wanted more uh, old school books. But we'll be back to that in a couple of weeks. Um, and you'll be able to catch us talking about the current uh, X books uh, probably in about a weekish time from now uh, on the Snickcast. So please be on the lookout for that. Uh, yes. But th- and that, that, that would be a marathon. Because there's so many X books that we have oh, to talk about. There's no way we're talking about everything, but we we definitely have to talk about X Men 18 and 19 because that was Chef's kiss. Uh, excellent, excellent storytelling. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned uh, Invincible. How far are you along with Invincible? Um, I'm on episode. What was? Is it five that came out? Yeah, five, five came out. I'm on episode five. Um, okay. It's. Um, because I've read Invincible a long time ago, so I'm like, is this how it went? I can't remember some of it now. <laughs> so, so um, because I I recently a couple of months ago I actually bought weirdly enough I bought the 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 hardcover massive hardcover thing which like collects free trades or something, and I haven't mm-hmm. even got around to reading it. So um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying it, but then some of it I don't enjoy. It's a very like up and down kind of show to be yeah. fair. It totally is. It's very up and down, especially with the animation. You're like, oh, that was pretty. Oh, you just took a cell and waved it up and down for a second to create some motion effects. Like some of it is really cheap. Um, uh, but I am interested to see what's what's going to happen in that show. I that's that's the show I watch uh, when I'm uh, doing exercise. It's a good show <laughs> because. I'll let you know why. I don't put my glasses on when I'm exercising, and so any of the uh, the, the wonky effects are a little bit more fuzzy to my eyes, so it, it, it's easier to forgive. That makes sense. I usually, like, um, we watch, uh, we usually watch 
Winter Sol- um, Falcon Winter Soldier first, and uh-huh. then in the- later. So we have like a comic book day, I suppose. Right. But um, we watched it sort of back to back. It did not work back to back at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like it- Invincible is very violent, obviously. And, yeah. Um, sometimes I just think it's just too much. Like, yes. Yes. It's like we get it. You're not for kids. Do you have to hit him one more time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy that Wharf turned up um, in the newest yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. So I'm, I'm happy about the voice. The voice cast is actually quite good. Um, yeah, totally. So, yeah. Yeah, I was, anyway. uh, I was a, little, a little sad that we didn't get any Jason Manzoukis this episode. Like, I, that dude is uh, one of my comedy idols. I love that guy. So not hearing his crazy Rex explode was a little sad for me. He didn't really speak much, did he? He was just sort of there, tagging on. But anyway, um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> we can ramble on forever. But uh, uh, Dan, thank you so much. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week to cover episode five. Thank you. And goodbye.